We just got through Christmas a few months ago, and that one usually gets us all hyped up, and we like it because Jesus had to be born, right, in order to die. But this day says it all. Amen? This day says it all. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. You know what? It doesn't matter where we've been and what we've done. It doesn't matter what we, you know, how many of y'all like me, you've done a lot of messing up in your life? How many like me, since you've been a Christian, you've done some messing up in your life? Should have did this, but did this. But because Jesus came, he taught us about how to live. He showed us exactly how to do it. We've gone through the past couple of series of covering this idea of, of forgiveness. Today is about forgiveness. Jesus went to the cross and it was about forgiveness. It was about redemption. And not only did he do that and take what we needed to have, what we were supposed to have, he took it for us, but he said, you have everlasting life. Anybody who doesn't know Christ, if they die today, they're not going to make it to heaven. They're not going to be eternally with God forever. Can you just imagine forever? And Jesus always has been. But yet God chose to put on flesh and come here, show us how to live, Show us how to love. Show us how we can get through all the things that we'll face. He chose to come and show us that. He gave us the Bible, and the Bible is our instruction book. It lets us know. And that's why Jesus came. But then he had an ultimate, an ultimate job to do. And that job was to go to the cross, to take the punishment for us. We all know that story, right? So he came to do that, and then he resurrected from the dead. Now, isn't that just amazing? Number one, he was born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Ghost. And number two, he gets crucified, doesn't defend himself. Don't we a lot of times feel like we need to defend ourselves? But Jesus showed us, I don't have to defend me. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It doesn't matter what's going on inside of my little circle because he lives, I can face tomorrow. He showed me how to do it. We're going to talk about some people this morning that were there. Uh, we believe the Bible's true, right? I'm going to try to keep you awake this morning. I don't know what to do if I need to do cartwheels or what. I know it's early, but I want you to stay focused on this. There were some people that were there whenever Jesus on Friday was being tried. It was a kangaroo court. Anybody know what a kangaroo court is? It's set up to get a purpose done. And the purpose was get rid of Jesus. He's, up, he's turning our world upside down. We live in a world today that says get rid of Jesus. He's turning our world upside down. Sadly, we're living in a church age where many churches don't want to have everything to do with Jesus because he's turning their world upside down. 
He's been turning our world upside down for the last several months. Ain't he? Ain't it been tight? But it's because it's what we need. It's so we can grow. It's so that we can live like Jesus. He was showing us how to do it. This morning is a special morning because he said, you know what, devil? You're under my feet. You're under my feet and you can't get to my people. He has showed us how to live. We walk in a place that is above everyone else. Now, I don't want you to take that the wrong way. We don't have to walk down here in the muck and the mire. We can walk with the Lord. doesn't mean we're anything great and special to put ourselves on that kind of a pedestal. You understand what I'm saying? Am I getting that across okay? No. He showed us to say, you know what? You can walk and have forgiveness in your heart. Because that's why he came. He came to show us that. And he said, you know what, devil? You're not going to get a hold of my people because, you know, I took some stripes on my body so that they could be, receive healing in their bodies and inside of their minds and inside of their spirits. That's what he did. But not only that, he said, if you believe in me, you will have everlasting life. That means for eternity. We stop breathing today. Here our next breath is in eternity. Our next breath is in the presence of the Lord. Our next breath is with Him. And forever and ever and ever and ever, we live with the Lord. And all of our buddies and our friends and our family and everybody that are believers will be there with us. It'll be one great big church service, always in the presence of God, always singing praises to God. That's what he did when they went to the tomb that morning and he wasn't there. He said, you know what, I've even got power over death. Wow, another miracle. He was full of miracles. Can you imagine walking with Jesus? You're going about your business. You understand what the Torah says, the, the first five books of the Bible. Most Jewish people did to some extent. You had the religious leaders, the stiff-necked crowd, who tried to keep the people down because of the rules. Rules that God gave us, by the way, to keep us out of trouble. He's not some big taskmaster looking to get us. No, he said this is the best way to walk because there's less trouble here. But Jesus did tell us in this life you will have trouble. But I'm going to show you how. I'm going to show you the way out. I'm not going to, I'm going to leave you a way out. I'm going to leave you a way to get through it. But it's his way. Straight is the way and narrow is the gate. Few there be that find it. But there were some people that walked with him. They saw this. I'm going to read about this first guy. And I want you to picture this. Jesus went to the cross on Friday. It's today. Let's go back 2,000 years. It's today. I don't know about you, I didn't sleep good last night. I mean, if I don't show up here, y'all flog me. And I had this on my mind, and I'm studying and mulling over it, and it's just going in inside me, and, and you know, I'm, I'm sleeping with one eye open. So if I fall asleep on one side this morning, don't y'all laugh at me, because it's tired. But thinking about this day, and in my mind, I'm thinking about, he loved me. He went to Calvary for me. You say that. He went to Calvary for me. 
He had you on his heart. He had your babies on his heart. That's who he went to Calvary for. But I'm thinking about these people. And they'd seen all these miracles. They had seen him walk on water. They'd seen him raise the dead. They had seen him heal all kinds of diseases. They'd seen him drive out demons. They'd seen him feed people with hardly nothing. Just with the blessing of God. We're getting ready to go eat here in a minute. Let's eat it up. Because he said he's going to give us some food. He's going to give us food out of the word. But we'll always be able, we won't go hungry. He will take care of us. Now, we may want steak, and he gives us, you know, a sausage biscuit, but you won't go hungry, and you'll never go hungry with the Word. So I'm thinking in my mind, Jesus, I walked with him, and he, he did all these things, and I saw this. I believed in him. I trusted in him. I knew that this was right, but I, there were some things he said in the last few days I just don't get. I don't understand. And now our world's been turned upside down. They came, they took him, they had a kangaroo court and tried him. They took him and nailed him on a cross after they beat him. And then he died. He took his last breath. Some of them they went and they, they lowered him off of the cross. You see that little drape hanging there? That's the, the symbol of why they draped him and put it around his arms so they could lower him down easily. He was treated so badly going on the cross. But the people that loved him, they treated him so easily and gentle. They had to get him off. They had to respect him. They had to take him to the grave. Can you imagine what Saturday was like? Still in unbelief. We've all lost loved ones, right? They died today. And there's so much going on in your mind, but then tomorrow comes. And it's a different place. You're in a different place in your mind, in your spirit. You're in a different place. You're trying to figure. You're, you're thinking back about things. You're looking back about what you had seen happen. But the third day, Sunday morning, 2,000 years ago almost, Sunday morning, I picture a sleepless night. I'm going to read about this one guy here. It's early morning and the sun ain't even come up yet. It's still dark outside. But I can't sleep. I'm lying here and my arms are crossed like usual. And I'm even like this when I stand up. And people always call me a skeptic. always standing back and observing and analyzing things. Now this might be one of us, by the way. Just here. I'm always standing back and analyzing things. I could see this whole thing coming. I just knew it. Over the last month, as we're starting to travel to Jerusalem, there were little signs of, little, of things that were going on. Some change was starting to happen. Something big was about to happen. Everyone was more tense in our group. Jesus was getting more resistance everywhere he went. In fact, he was saying some strange things. Talking about resurrection. Talking about 
being betrayed. He's saying some strange things and we're just not understanding all of this. And we've got all the religious leaders sitting around. We know this tension is going on. And I'm laying here this morning. And I can't understand it. I wanted to ask questions and I wanted to put some thoughts into it. But nobody never wants to hear what I got to say. I just don't understand it. That's this guy talking. His name was Thomas. He was a doubter. I can raise my hand. I was a doubter. For 33 years of my life, I was a doubter. Matter of fact, I was an unbeliever. If you're doubting, you're unbelieving. I was a doubter, and I, I can relate to this. But there's another guy in the room. He's in the cot over in the corner. He ain't sleeping either. And he's thinking, I just keep waiting and waiting for that sound that's going to happen in just a few minutes. I know it's close to morning. They didn't have clocks back then. And I'm just waiting for this sound. I'm waiting. And I don't want to hear this sound. Who am I talking about? That was a rooster. I shouldn't have did it that way, should I? Because every day for the rest of my life, there's no cars running around. It's silent at daybreak. And every day for the rest of my life, I'm going to hear a rooster crow. And when I hear that rooster crow, I'm going to remember I walked with him. I'm going to remember that he was walking on the water and I didn't believe, but he told me, he said, come to me. And I actually got out of the boat and I was walking on the water. He asked me, who do people think I am? Who do they say I am? And he made the proclamation that when I said you are the Christ, the son of the living God, he said, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. But I'll call you Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. I remember that moment. I remember when he came to wash my feet and I said, oh no, you're going to wash all of me. Let me do you. I, I, can't, I can't be a part of this. But he said, unless I do this for you, you got no part in me. And I told him that I would stand with him to the last. And here I denied him three times before the cock crew. And every morning for the rest of my life, I'm going to remember that every time a rooster crows. He's in agony. This fellow's name is Peter. And he was a denier. He denied Jesus. Denied even knowing him. Brothers and sisters, when we walk out of here today and for the rest of the year, every single day, we need not to deny Jesus. 
Because the world is going to be out there and they're going to lay it out there for us and there's going to be a chance to deny Jesus. There will be. Even if we say nothing, our actions sometimes. We deny Christ. Pick out any part of the book. If I don't like that part, I'm denying Christ. There's another guy, he's over in the other corner of the room, and he ain't sleeping neither. It's still dark outside. And he's laying there, and he said, I just can't believe that he's gone. I saw all these things happening. I loved him so much. I don't think I've ever known anyone who has given me such confidence and trust as Jesus. And he supported me. He, he was always there. No matter where I was walking at, he was always there. Can any of us relate to that? I still love Jesus and I ain't done a lot of, I messed up some things in my life since I've been a believer, but he's still there. He's closer than a friend. He promised me he'd never leave me nor forsake me. Man, how comforting is that? Ken, you're going to mess up. Ken, you're even going to pray to me sometimes and you're going to do exactly what I'm, you, you, you know you shouldn't even be asking me, but you're going to ask anyway, but I'm going to be there. Because at some point you're going to open your eyes, the light bulb is going to go off and you're going to walk with me. You're going to curve back, you're going to get back on the path. And that's what this fellow was. He, he said he was, he was the beloved disciple. Who am I talking about? And man, he was a believer. He was a believer's believer. Even when Jesus was hanging on the cross, I'm thinking, he's, this is John, I'm thinking, he's hanging there. And he opens his eyes just before he's dead. He's almost dead. He's, all the blood's about gone out of his body. And he opens his eyes and he looks and he says, Son, behold thy mother. He entrusted me to look after his mother for the rest of my days. I was the only one that was there out of us. Everybody else took off. And he knew I was going to stick with him. Even though things might happen, even though things might come, he knew I was going to stick with him. And he said, you got to look after my mom. And that's basically what Jesus was saying. And you know what, John, he's laying there and he's thinking, you know, I can't believe he's gone. But I'm going to look after his mama until the day I die. She's got a son in me. I'll take care of her as best I can. Yeah, that, that's who he was. But there's another person, a rescued person. Now, she ain't in the same room, but she's a woman. She's over in another house or maybe another part of the house. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. But she can't believe he's gone either. But she says, i got to get up early and I've, I've bought all these spices and me and some of the ladies, we're going to go down and we're going to anoint his body. We're going to, we're going to honor our Lord. I can't believe he's gone. 
He loved me so much. Now there are people in the Bible that say this lady might have been the one that was caught in the act of adultery. I don't know that the Bible points it out, but we're not here to have that discussion today. But we do know one thing about her. He drove seven demons out of her. She was set free because of Jesus. He didn't judge her. He didn't look at everything and he didn't weigh it out and see if she was worthy of being saved or not. No, he said she was worthy. He drove out the demons and he said, go and sin no more. Follow me. And she said, I followed him. I was there all day long. I saw the trial. I saw the beating. I saw him dragging the cross up Calvary's hill. I seen them put the nails in his hands. I seen them do all of this. I seen him hanging there. I seen them ridicule him. And I weeped and I weeped and I weeped. Why could they do this to my Lord? Someone who has so much love in them. Why could they be so mean to him? And I was there all the way to the end. And I've got to get up. I've got to make it over to the tomb. Now I'm going to read some scripture. In John chapter 20 and verse 1. Now the first day of the week Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early. While it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved. And said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb. And we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb. And so they both ran together and the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he said, and he stopping, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloths lying there. Yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, followed him and went into the tomb. And he saw the linen cloths lying there. And the handkerchief that had been around his head not lying with the other linens but folded together in a place by itself and then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also and he saw and believed for as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead then the disciples went away again to their own home you see that was a special morning They went to honor the dead and found out the dead was alive. Praise the Lord. The dead was alive. The Lord had risen. He wasn't in the tomb no more. He wasn't there. They didn't understand what was going on. Mary Magdalene says, I've seen the Lord. Y'all got to come. I met him. In another book of the Bible, she actually met him while she was there. He said, Mary, don't touch me. I haven't haven't ascended to my father yet. Don't touch me just yet. But I'm here. I mean, when he spoke my voice, I knew that it was him. It was my Lord. I didn't recognize him. I thought he was a gardener, but it was him. And he's not dead. He has risen from the dead. Y'all got to come and see. Get excited about it. Come and see. These guys have been laying there all night. I saw Jesus. 
And what I was clinging to was death. I was clinging to him, but I thought he was dead. And now I was in despair. But now that I've seen him, I've been set free. What he did months ago, years ago, when he drove those demons out of me, it's still good today. He's still the Lord. He's still the King. I've seen him, and I'm still free. And I'm going to tell everybody I know about the risen Savior, Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. I'm going to tell about him. Anybody that wants to hear, I'm going to tell them. Anybody that don't want to hear, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to let them know about him. And she did. She told about Jesus. And John, he's also going to say, I've seen the Lord. Mary came in, she was speaking some kind of craziness. She was in hysterics, she was happy. So we got up and we went. And John's saying, you know what, I'm faster than Peter, I beat him there. But I didn't go in first. I peeked. I peeked in. But this Jesus, oh, this Jesus... He's risen from the dead. I saw him, and I know he's alive. And I knew that I'm going to take care of his mama. But I remember him saying something. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And that's a comfort that I have. I don't know how I'm going to take care of his mama. Can we relate to that? I got a wife and two kids. I don't know what next week holds. But I trust him. Because he does know tomorrow. And he knows how to get me around it. He knows how to get me through it. And he said he would never leave me nor forsake me. Wow. All because he offered forgiveness and I asked for it. And he said, yeah, I'll give it to you. Well, I went to the cross, son. And as long as you confess your sins to me, I will forgive them. So we go to bed every night. And I ask the Lord, show me. Help me to see what you see in me. I don't need to see what's in y'all. That's your relationship with Jesus. And you don't need to see what's in me. That's my relationship with Jesus. But I can tell you this. If he said I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven. And if he said you're forgiven, you're forgiven. And who are we to trump the king of kings? That was John. But old Peter, he says I've seen the Lord. I've seen him with my own eyes. These eyes. I've seen him. I've seen him. And I can look you in the eye and tell you that I've seen him. Now that's Peter. Old Peter, you know, he, you know, Peter didn't hold no punches. Peter couldn't pastor most churches in America today. They'd run him out. I mean, you remember that some people died, right? You know, when they lied. They didn't have to lie, but they did. Oh, we sold the land for this much. 
instead of saying we sold it for this much, but we kept out a little bit. That would have been perfectly fine. But no, Peter, they lied to him, and so Peter had the, he had the job. <laughs> he was the guy for the job. He was in the place he was supposed to be at the time to be able to say, no, you lied, and you've not only lied to men, but you've lied to God. Oh, man falls dead. Woman comes in a little bit later. Ask her the same question. She had the chance to be honest. She stuck with her story. And they had to burn her too. But Peter, oh, he was a different fellow. He said, I just ran in. I, I, I couldn't talk to nobody. I just ran in. I saw the linen laying there. And I knew right then and there, just like I knew on the day that he asked me who I said that he was, he said, you got it, buddy. You know who I am. And that's going to get you through. And I knew whenever I walked in there and he wasn't there, oh, I knew he had been resurrected. He was alive. He was well. And I'm going to tell everybody, and I'm going to tell you something else, friends. I don't care where you're at. If you know Jesus, you ain't worrying about what happened yesterday. Peter knew right then and there, a rooster crowing will never bother me again. I was dreading hearing it a little bit ago. But I'm at the tomb. I know that he is risen. He ain't here. And I have seen him. In Mark, he tells Mary, he said, go tell my disciples and to tell Peter. I remember the day that Peter said, this is Peter's account later on. I remember the day on the beach when he asked me three times, do you love my sheep. Right at that very moment, I knew I'm forgiven. See, Jesus singled him out because he was feeling right low. And then he gave him an anointing on the day of Pentecost. But he stood in the temple knowing it just very well. He could be like Jesus and be crucified. But he told people about Christ. And 3,000 people got saved on that day. Boy, if we could just have 3,000 people saved each day that we preached. That was Peter. And then that fellow by the name of Thomas. You see, when Jesus appeared to him first, he wasn't with him. Read the different accounts in, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He wasn't with them. It was eight days later. But they said we'd seen him. Thomas was like, I need proof. I can't believe this. I got, I got to have some kind of proof. I can't just take your word for it. I need, I need some proof. And I'm not going to believe it until I have it. I walked with him too. And I know all these things happened. But I saw he was, he was crucified. He was dead. He was put in that tomb. I know. And I'm sorry, but I'm the analytical type. Anybody relate to that? Get rid of your analytics because there's something called faith that will overcome it. Just believe. It's in the book, believe it. I, I don't, I, but something happened. We're in the room. The door is closed. The windows are closed. There's nothing going on. There he is. He appeared before me. Go ahead. Come here, Thomas. Come here. He held his hand up. Got a big hole in it. Said, Stick your finger in there. Said, Go ahead. I won't hurt you. Stick your hand in my side. They, they pierced my side. Scripture was fulfilled. They didn't break any bones. 
but he stabbed me to make sure I was dead. Go ahead. Stick your hand in there. It's me. It's me. This is Thomas. And I knew right then and there. And I said these words. My Lord and my God. I had no idea that a few years later I'd be taking the gospel to the nation of India. Where I would die. All of these people have a story because of the resurrection. And brothers and sisters, I want you to know this. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what happened this past week, this past this month, this past this year. It doesn't matter. Because Jesus, he brings freedom. Anybody can overcome the devil overcome death, hell, and the grave and stand up with some holes in his hands and on his side says all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth friend let me tell you something all you got to do is talk to him all you got to do is talk to him it don't matter what's going on That's okay. We ain't perfectionists here, are we? No, we're not. But well, that was embarrassing. No, not anymore. I used to get embarrassed. I don't get embarrassed too much anymore. Because I realize the devil's going to try to trip me up, make me look bad, and, and that's okay. He's going to do the same to you. You see what? He, he, he overcome everything for us. And he gave me forgiveness. And he will give you forgiveness. That's why he went to the cross for us. That's why if we were outside this morning, boy, it was a pretty morning, but it was just a smidge chilly. And you know what? I just couldn't find in my heart for Miss Marion to come here and have to sit over here freezing to death. Yeah. Sun's up. It's behind the clouds, but it's up. Jesus sets us free and he forgives us and he says come and follow me come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men we're going to reach some people for Jesus we're going to tell them about Jesus Just all we got to do is follow him if we ain't reaching people we ain't following him I think maybe we need to be reaching people in our circle of influence we need to be reaching people Wherever we're at, we need to tell them people about Jesus. We need to be like Mary. I'm going to tell everybody. I don't care what they do to me. I'm going to tell everybody about Jesus. Oh, but I've seen you do this or you act that way. Yeah, I know that, but me and Jesus done talked it out. We done worked it out. I've done asked for forgiveness. I had true repentance in my heart. I'm good to go. Yesterday don't matter anymore. We're moving on because Jesus is always moving on. He's moving on. And let me tell you something, friends. There's coming a day very shortly, I believe, in our future that he will be back for his bride, which is the church. That's the believers. That's the believers, and he will be back. And it doesn't matter what's going on. They might be, you know, we got to set things straight with one another. we got to set things straight with the Lord. we got to reach as many as we can. We might have to say, I'm sorry. Boy, and we might have to do some forgiving.
That's how Jesus walks. Straight is the way, narrow is the path. Those guys ran on a path and they found a tomb that was empty. One more point and I'm going to quit. When they realized that he was risen from the dead, the religious leaders of the day went to the guards, who, by the way, if they were sleeping on the job, would have been killed. And they said, come in here, fellas. You're going to say, while we were sleeping, his disciples came and stole him, took his body away, and we're going to give you some money for it. Don't money talk. Say amen, because it does. You don't understand it yet? Just keep asking Jesus. He'll show you money talks. We're going to give you some money. We're going to pay you well. And not only that, whenever it comes down to your bosses, we're going to make it right with them. You just say that they came and stole him. Why did they do that? Because the world changed the day that Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. The world changed. It's always been changed. It's forever changed. It changed my world. How about you? Did it change your world? Amen. Let's give him some praise. Amen. Jesus Christ our Lord. I want to make an invitation to you now. If you're here this morning and you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord, you want to follow him the rest of your days and I'm going to tell you, you're going to get some stuff wrong in the beginning, but you just got to press on because he's going to hold your hand he's closer than a friend my own wife can't walk as close with me and treat me just like Jesus can now she's pretty good at it and I don't reckon you love any do you sweetie, do you love anybody more than me? okay that's making sure well Jesus, yeah, but, but the point is, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And wherever you're at, he'll always leave a way out and he'll always be there with loving arms. That's why he went to the cross. That's why he resurrected from the dead so we could be re reunited with our Heavenly Father for eternity. You got a song? And I want you all to join us in singing. I have no idea what he's singing. This was something the Lord just gave us, so here it is. Be instant in season and out. I believe in trusting in him. But let's all stand and we're going to sing this morning. And sing to your king. Sing to your king. Sing to your king. And if he's not your king, I invite you to come up and let us pray with you this morning. It's a different sunrise service, I know. This is what God laid on our hearts. And I am so anxious to see what he's going to do.